Welcome to the Fit Man Over 40 podcast, your number one online source devoted to men's health, fitness, and performance. Whether you're a weekend warrior or looking to get into the best shape of your life, the Fit Man Over 40 podcast provides cutting-edge men's health information you won't find anywhere else. Hey guys, this is Jason for FitmanOver40.com and in today's episode, I'll be discussing four common foods that you can find in any supermarket which contain so many amazing health benefits that they really can be classified as superfoods. Now, superfoods is a term that's used a lot in the marketing of natural food products and nutritional supplements. And it's usually attributed to products that are procured from far off foreign lands uh, with claims of almost mystical healing powers and they often come with a, a hefty price tag to boot. But it's really easy to become enamored with these products because they have exotic sounding names and they usually have an intriguing backstory of something like spiritual monks on a mountaintop or mysterious tribes living deep in the Amazon rainforest. But despite the the marketing hyperbole, some of these so-called superfood products do actually contain an abundance of antioxidants, phytochemicals, vitamins, minerals, and amino acids, all of which play a vital role in achieving optimal health. But because familiarity can breed contempt, we oftentimes forget that some of the less exotic foods in our local supermarket are in fact superfoods that can strengthen your mind and body, ward off disease, and improve the quality and quantity of your life. So what are these superfoods that are hidden in plain sight? Well, here are my top four picks for common superfoods that you may not know are superfoods. The first one is garlic. Now, garlic is one of the oldest healing foods recorded in ancient texts that was used for a variety of medicinal purposes. The Romans, the Greeks, and Egyptians all revered garlic for its alleged power to ward off illnesses uh, such as the plague or leprosy and give strength and endurance to soldiers marching into epic battles or slaves tasked with the backbreaking labor of building monumental structures. Even though today we know now that the mystical properties of garlic claimed by these ancient cultures was largely untrue, they weren't too far off the mark when it comes to the health benefits of regularly consuming garlic. Garlic has antibacterial, antiviral, and antiparasitic properties, which can help fight off any number of opportunistic pathogenic organisms that can spread disease. And this means that taking garlic during cold and flu season may help to prevent or at least minimize your risk of infection when everyone everyone else around you is, is getting sick. Garlic can also improve cholesterol levels in your body by lowering total cholesterol along with LDL cholesterol, otherwise known as the bad cholesterol. And garlic can also raise HDL cholesterol, known as the good cholesterol. Garlic has also been shown to significantly lower triglyceride levels in the blood. And the studies have shown that lower triglycerides means less risk of heart disease. Now, garlic benefits the cardiovascular system because of its ability to act as an anticoagulant. Uh, This prevents platelets in your blood from sticking together and forming a blood clot that could potentially cause a fatal heart attack or stroke. Studies have also shown that cultures where regular garlic consumption is quite high, they've reported lower incidence of colon and stomach cancers. Of course, there may be other unknown variables that could account for this reduction in cancers. Um, But since there's virtually no downsides to eating garlic, aside from a little funky breath, it makes a lot of sense to just include a little bit of garlic in your everyday diet. Now, the main active ingredient in garlic that's responsible for its health uh, health benefits, it's it's a compound called allicin. And and this compound is activated when you, you you take a whole garlic clove and you crush it or you thinly dice it. And once it's activated, this allicin compound doesn't last very long, especially when it's exposed to the air. So it really begins to degrade quite quickly. 
and especially uh, when you heat it up as well. If you heat it up too high when cooking, it also degrades this compound. So if you're going to be cooking with garlic, it's best to add it at the end of your food preparation. So if you're doing a stir fry, add it right at the end before you finish cooking it. Or you can also add raw garlic, uh, diced garlic onto a cold salad. Uh, and you can also juice garlic as well. If you run it through a very fine juicer, you can get some garlic juice, which also has some of the allicin in it as well. The next superfood is blueberries. Now, blueberries have always been my go-to fruit when it comes to garnishing and enhancing the nutritional value of any yogurt, ice cream, or smoothies that I eat. And not only, not only do blueberries taste good, but they contain powerful compounds that have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. And since science tells us that free radicals and inflammation are the root cause of so many health disorders, such as uh, heart disease, arthritis, diabetes, uh, cancer, and dementia-related diseases, including a, a sufficient amount of fresh blueberries in your diet can really be an antidote to some of these diseases in terms of prevention. When it comes to their ORAC value, and ORAC is an acronym, O-R-A-C, and this stands for Oxygen Radical Absorption Capacity, and this is a rating system for the amount of antioxidants a food contains. So when it comes to blueberries, they have one of the highest ORAC rating values of any food in the world. So if you're looking to defend your health against the ravages of excess free radical accumulation, uh, which are things like the diseases I mentioned, and just, just even aging, the wrinkling of your skin, then adding blueberries in really will be helpful because it's so high in antioxidants. Blueberries are also uh, particularly beneficial for the brain. They're called brain food by a lot of people because they contain phytochemicals called anthocyanins and polyphenols, which aid cell-to-cell -cell communication between your neurons. And this translates into better memory recall, uh, better mental focus, and motor coordination, which also, this, these often tend to decline uh, as you age. Your eyes, which are really just an extension of your brain, they also benefit from uh, daily consumption of blueberries. Uh, and this is due to the high amount of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories in blueberries, which helps to support healthy night vision. Uh, it reduces eye strain from things like excess screen time on electronic devices like uh, tablets, smartphones, and computers. Uh, it, they also prevent damage caused by UV ray exposure from the sun. Uh, and there's some studies that have also shown that consuming daily amounts of blueberries can slow the progression of more serious eye disorders, things like glaucoma, uh, cataracts and macular degeneration. Other studies have demonstrated that consuming just one to two cups of, of wild, fresh wild blueberries per day can reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. Uh, and it helps to do this by reducing triglycerides in the blood, raising uh, the so-called good cholesterol again, the HDL cholesterol, lowering total cholesterol levels, and also strengthening the lining of blood vessel walls from, from the damage caused by once again by the free radical molecules. So sufficient daily intake of blueberries can also help individuals with blood pressure issues uh, by reducing uh, systolic and diastolic uh, blood pressures in back into normal healthy ranges. So in order to get the maximum health benefits from eating blueberries, it's best to consume one to two cups of fresh wild blueberries every day. And you can throw them in things like smoothies, yogurt, oatmeal, or just eat them by themselves. Wild blueberries uh, can be frozen for up to six months and they won't lose any of the beneficial antioxidants or the phytochemicals. Cooking them, however, does degrade the vitamins, the enzymes, and the antioxidants uh, when you expose them to temperatures of 350 degrees Fahrenheit or higher. So if you're going to cook them, just cook them lightly. Don't use a high heat, but it's best just to eat them raw.
The next superfood, believe it or not, is coffee. Now, coffee is one of the most popular beverages in the world, not only because it tastes good, but also because it helps, of course, to jumpstart your day with a healthy jolt of caffeine, and this temporarily increases your energy and mental focus. When you take a look at the research on coffee, there does appear to be a lot of conflicting studies uh, about the health benefits of daily coffee consumption. Some studies report that more than three cups of coffee per day can raise blood pressure and and blood sugar, and that this may contribute to cardiovascular disease or type 2 diabetes. But conversely, other studies have shown the exact opposite. Uh, What I can say is that there appears to be more positive health benefits to drinking coffee every day than there are negatives. According to biochemist Dr. Ray Pete, some of the main health benefits of regular coffee uh, intake include The caffeine in coffee actually helps to protect your liver from alcohol, acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, and other toxins. Coffee drinkers suffer from less depression and have a low incidence of suicide. Coffee inhibits iron absorption if taken with meals, and this can help to prevent iron overload, especially for people who have conditions like uh, hemochromatosis. Caffeine can prevent nerve cell death. Coffee may help to prevent Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease and other dementia-related diseases. Caffeine inhibits apoptosis, uh, so this protects against stress-induced cell death. And caffeine improves efficiency of fuel use, which can help to increase your exercise tolerance and your performance. Studies have also shown that coffee can aid weight loss by increasing metabolic rate and your body's ability to burn fatty acids for fuel during exercise. And if that wasn't enough, coffee also appears to protect your liver against cancer and also It protects against colorectal cancer, which are at the top of the list of cancers uh, in terms of fatal cancers in developed countries. Coffee is able to provide all of these benefits because it contains important nutrients such as magnesium, niacin, pantothenic acid, riboflavin, and manganese. Uh, Now, the amounts of these nutrients in each cup of coffee are actually quite small, but they can add up when you drink two or more cups per day. The other ingredients that make coffee a true superfood, of course, or caffeine, and we saw some of the studies, the, the beneficial effects of caffeine has on, on your brain and on your body. And it also contains two powerful antioxidants called chlorogenic acid and caffeic acid. Now, these two antioxidants not only help to reduce the production of cell-damaging free radicals, but they also inhibit inflammation, which is a major causal factor in cardiovascular disease, and they slow the release of glucose into your bloodstream after a meal. So this prevents a sudden spike of insulin from the pancreas. Drinking coffee on an empty stomach can cause anxiety due to its propensity to cause a drop in blood sugar and the activation of your flight or fight response from your adrenals uh, with the release of cortisol and adrenaline. So in order to prevent this jitteriness that you get from caffeine, it's best to consume coffee after a meal with some full fat milk or cream and then maybe just a little bit of sugar for taste. If you are sensitive to caffeine, then you should avoid drinking coffee after 2 p.m. in the afternoon because the half-life of caffeine is six hours, meaning that you'll still have half the dose floating around in your bloodstream when you're trying to settle down uh, for bed. So the fourth and final superfood is coconut oil. Now, including uh, healthy fats in your daily diet is important for the proper absorption of fat-soluble vitamins uh, such as vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and K. And healthy fat also plays a role in cognitive function Uh, because it facilitates faster transmission of impulses between your nerves. And that also protects your organs from physical trauma. So it's really important to have uh, a healthy amount of healthy dietary fats. Now, 
if we go back in time to the 1960s, health authorities warned the public that saturated fat, which humans have basically been eating since the dawn of mankind, they were warning that it caused heart disease and that the healthy alternative were polyunsaturated vegetable oils, uh, things like corn oil, safflower, sunflower, soybean, and canola oil. And these were going to help reduce uh, what was a skyrocketing incidence of heart disease at that time. Unfortunately, the exact opposite turned out to be true with vegetable oils causing a whole host of metabolic disturbances in the body that have resulted in disorders and conditions such as hypothyroidism, cardiovascular disease, inflammation, increased blood clotting, oxidized cholesterol, suppressed immunity, digestive disorders, and fatty liver. After being relegated to a nutritional wasteland for the better part of five decades based on the flawed science of the lipid hypothesis, coconut oil is making a strong comeback as a healthy source of dietary fat. Now, it was vilified by the vegetable oil industry, who was more interested in profits instead of the health of people. And coconut oil was deemed as a bad fat because it's primarily comprised of saturated fat. But coconut oil has always been used by traditional cultures in tropical regions for thousands of years, providing them with nothing but robust health. Now, the indigenous people who use coconut oil used it for cooking oil. They also used it as a skin and a hair moisturizer. And unlike vegetable oils, which are are highly unstable and easily oxidized when, when heated, which creates a lot of free radicals. Coconut oil is very stable, even when you cook it at high temperatures. What makes coconut oil unique among saturated fats is that even though 92% of the fatty acids in coconut oil are saturated, they're comprised by what are called medium chain triglycerides or MCTs for short. Now these types of fatty acids can't be stored as body fat and instead they're used directly for energy production. Another health benefit to consuming MCTs is a compound called lauric acid, which acts as an antimicrobial, antibacterial, and antiviral to help fight off any pathogenic organisms that can cause disease. Regular consumption of coconut oil can also help correct dysbiosis in your intestinal tract by keeping the unfriendly bacteria in check, while at the same time supporting the, the proliferation of the friendly good bacteria that helps you to fight off pathogenic organisms and digest food. As I mentioned earlier, tropical indigenous people would not only use coconut oil for cooking, but they also use it externally as a skin and hair moisturizer. It's important to remember that anything you rub into your skin can be absorbed into your bloodstream. So if you use a petroleum-based skincare product containing a long list of chemical ingredients, you may be harming your health in the long term. And because coconut oil is a saturated fat, when, you, when it gets absorbed into your skin, uh, the saturated fat helps to provide stability and integrity to the membrane of your skin cells. And then this can reduce the damage caused by free radicals from air pollution or bad nutrition and also UV rays from the sun. So your skin will actually look younger, longer, and you'll have fewer wrinkles. The optimal amount of coconut oil to add into your diet is approximately three tablespoons per day in place of any vegetable oils you may be currently using for cooking or for baking. Just start off with one tablespoon per day and work your way up over a few weeks because you have to let your digestive system adjust to the new type of dietary fat because uh, it can have a sort of laxative effect if you take too much too soon. Coconut oil can also be added into smoothies, soups, hot beverages like coffee, or you can just eat it straight off the spoon. So that's it for today. If you have any questions about this podcast, feel free to leave them in the comments section below and I'll do my best to answer back. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe button and you'll be instantly notified when the next podcast is released. 
So thanks for tuning in to the Fit Men Over 40 podcast. I'm Jason Simpkins, and I will see you next time.